Coming up on We Talk News this week, all quiet on the federal cannabis front, but Alabama adds a medicinal program and Montana opens for adult use. Bribery, corruption, and fraud in cannabis. Why does it keep happening? We talk with our financial law expert, Ashley Elsner. And New England's been vaccinated, so the cannabis convention is back. And so is We Talk News for this week. Cannabis Media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of We Talk News. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. If you haven't checked out our Tell Us Your Cannabis Story contest yet, please go to ProCannabisMedia.com and come out of the cannabis closet and tell us what your cannabis story is with this amazing plant. In the news this week, no movement on the federal legalization front, but plenty of action at the state level with Montana and Alabama governors moving forward with cannabis reform while Louisiana and Minnesota hit a wall. We start our state-by-state roundup with New Jersey's Taramisu Sargenti. It seems that this new legal state in Jersey is going through the same kind of NIMBY growing pains that Massachusetts went through in their first few years after voters voted in adult use. NIMBY, of course, stands for not in my backyard. Here's Tara's report. I'm Tara Masu from Blazin Bakery, and this is the New Jersey Report for Weed Talk News. Seems every day now, a new town in New Jersey is rapidly passing an ordinance to prohibit adult-use cannabis sales. Now it is thought to be a result of the guidance issued by the New Jersey State League of Municipalities. The League of Municipalities is a voluntary organization authorized by state statute and has been operating since 1915. From the League website, their goal is to help communities do a better job of self-government through pooling information, resources, and brain power. Unfortunately, that poll is squarely leading local government officials to pass opt-out ordinances banning adult-use cannabis sales. This, again, is in stark contrast with the wishes of a large majority of New Jersey residents who voted 67% in support of legalization. Again, it received bipartisan support passing in all of New Jersey's 565 townships except three. The League website provides banned language by supplying a full opt-out ordinance template which recommends a blanket ban prohibiting all six license types. The website also says they prioritize the opt-out language, which was released on March 2nd, but that they will be releasing more documents. However, nearly three months later, there is still no opt-in letter template. Township ordinances must be passed within 180 days of when the bill was signed, which falls on Sunday, August 22nd, and that puts us at just about the halfway point. So basically, it seems many municipalities are basing their decision on this misguided guidance. As a result, towns across the state are now scrambling to pass ordinances banning adult-use cannabis sales, much to the detriment of their residents. This has been the New Jersey Report. I'm Tyra Massieu from Blazin Bakery for Weed Talk News. 
Montana Governor Greg Gianforte signed the adult use legalization bill this week after voters gave him the green light at the ballot box in November. The state sales tax will be set at 20% in comparison to the 5% tax for their medical program. Now, sales won't begin until January of next year. Regulation for both programs is moving from their Department of Public Health to the Department of Revenue. Another M state is Michigan, and that state is joining others with a ban on Delta 8 THC. Our Michigan can caster is Rick Thompson. He has that story. Rick? Well, thanks, Jimmy. This is Rick Thompson with the Michigan Report for Weed Talk News. On Tuesday, state lawmakers approved a package of bills requiring Delta 8 THC to be regulated by the Michigan Marijuana Regulatory Agency. The bills would cover Delta-8, but also any additional cannabinoids discovered in the future. The package received approval from the Michigan House Regulatory Reform Committee and moves on for a full vote of the House. The committee approved the bill package by unanimous vote. Just days prior to Tuesday's vote, the Colorado Health Department issued a rules interpretation determining Delta-8 THC derived from hemp has been outlawed in that state. It makes a dozen states with Delta-8 THC bans in place. Regulation or prohibition is expected soon in Illinois, North Dakota, and Oklahoma. Innovative Industrial Properties has executed another sale leaseback purchase in Michigan, this time with multi-state operator Sozo. The $16 million exchange includes $10 million purchase price for the property and $6 million for improvements. Sozo now changes from bringing a property owner to a leasee, as Benzinga reports the deal is a long-term triple-net lease. Innovative Industrial Properties now controls more than $200 million in property and improvements in the cannabis industry in Michigan alone, and some of those sale-leaseback deals come with annually inflating interest rates in 30-year terms. And that's it for the Michigan Report. I'm MICBD's Rick Thompson. For Weed Talk News. There's another southern state entering the medical marijuana world, and it's Alabama. Their governor, Kay Ivey, signed a bill this week that is still one of the most restrictive regarding the types of products allowed to be ingested medicinally. Those banned products include all smokable products, flour, and vape concentrates. They are identifying, however, 12 conditions that will qualify you for a medical card. No such problem in Illinois, where they continue to set sales records. Here's Margot Vaselli, Arcana Caster in Illinois. Margot? I'm Margot Vaselli from Margowana with this week's We Talk News report from Illinois. The Illinois House Committee unanimously approved a bill designed to create more racial, gender, and ethnic diversity in the ownership of marijuana dispensaries. The vote on the House Bill 1443 would allow for 110 additional licenses to be awarded in the state of Illinois. Now it's off to the full House to be voted on as early as the end of this week. If approved by the House, then the bill would go to the Senate for consideration and then potentially to Pritzker's desk for a full signature. Despite the holdup of all these brand new licenses being offered, the state is now confident that we will sell over $1 billion in sales before the end of this year. That's the Illinois Report. I'm Margo Vaselli from We Talk News. Here in Massachusetts, one of the worst cases of bribery, extortion, and fraud involve a former mayor of Fall River, Jaseel Correa. 
Cannabis companies in Massachusetts have to secure host agreements from the towns where they want to set up their businesses. And bribery is sometimes the easiest way to get that done on the local level. Now, it's easy, but it's illegal. And Correa was found guilty of 21 of 24 counts against him and is now facing up to 20 years in jail. He will be sentenced in September of this year. For the rest of the stories in the Bay State, here's our new Massachusetts Canacaster, Ron Marshallsey. Hello, I'm Ron Marshallsey, and I am here with the Massachusetts Cannabis Report for Weed Talk News. MedMen Enterprises out of California raised $10 million that will help launch new stores in Boston and San Francisco. The company plans to open its location in Boston's Fenway neighborhood in late summer or early fall, and the two San Francisco locations are expected to open in the fall. MedMen is trying to reposition the company's narrative from, quote, one of turnaround to one of growth, end quote, said MedMen CEO Tom Lynch in a news release. Some scientists aren't sure why certain people don't get high from edibles, and they are calling it being edible-blocked. People with this issue seem to have an immunity to edibles, and while cannabis doctors and researchers don't deny this immunity exists, they can't for sure say why. Dr. Stacy Gruber, the director of the Marijuana Investigations for Neuroscientific Discovery Programs at McLean Hospital, notes that it's not just about what and how much you're using, but also how you yourself are wired. It has something to do with a specific liver enzyme. But the bottom line is, some people have a more active metabolism that causes them to be edible. And finally, the Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission approved a new guidance on Thursday that will allow retail cannabis stores to purchase and then sell consumer-ready hemp products within the next few weeks. Products like hemp seed, hemp seed oil, clothes, as well as anything else made with hemp fiber will be eligible under this new guidance. However, any hemp food products containing CBD or non-food products containing CBD that have not been approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration will not be allowed. That's this week's Massachusetts Cannabis Report. For Weed Talk News, I'm Ron Marshallsey. It seems every week you have some movement towards cannabis reform, but you also find cannabis companies who continue to cut corners or just flat out break the law. The Department of Justice indicted two people this week for running a Ponzi scheme that involved a cattle trade company and a Colorado-based cannabis company. Mark Ray owned the Universal Herbs LLC in Colorado, and all three of these people are facing fraud charges where they took over $650 million from investors over two years. Now, just in case you aren't familiar with the term Ponzi scheme, here's our financial law expert, Ashley Elsner from Artery Pay to explain. What typically happens in a Ponzi scheme is there's an investment, uh, like an investment fund, and you have investors that have paid into that fund, and uh, the, the uh, fund manager lies about the performance to entice new investors into it, and actually because the investments are not in fact doing what they say it does, they end up paying out other investors using the new investor money. So basically you end up with a death spiral I then asked Ashley why it seems cannabis companies continue to be put under a microscope when it comes to any kind of business dealings. You've got two different types of people in the cannabis industry. You have people who are really great cannabisists, right? They're wonderful cannabisists and they have um, perhaps uh, a more limited business background, right? Um, and then you have the people who come from a very strong business background 
but are less familiar with, you know, best practices on the agricultural side or best practices with respect to the product or, you know, how to create a truly fantastic cannabis experience. And what we really need in the industry is pairing these two types of entrepreneurs up. Another state that's moving towards legalization is Connecticut. And this week, advocates for cannabis reform in that state met with their governor, Ned Lamont. They talked about what a legal market in Connecticut should look like. A recent poll in Connecticut by Sacred Heart University shows that 64% of adults in Connecticut favor legalization of cannabis. Next up in our state-by-state -state roundup is Vermont. Here's Vermont's green nurse, our own canicaster, Jessie Lynn Dolan. Jessie Lynn? Thanks, Jimmy. I'm Jessie Lynn Dolan from Nurse Grown Organics and Vermont Cannabis Nurses, and this is the Weed Talk News Vermont Report. The newly formed Cannabis Control Board will be holding its first public meeting on May 27th. Information is available on their brand new website with a virtual link for the public to join. They plan to start weekly meetings for the board members starting next week, plan to have the advisory board appointed within the next few weeks, and are still interviewing for the executive director position. Cannabis Control Board Commissioner James Pepper attended yesterday's meeting with the Marijuana for Symptom Relief Oversight Committee. This committee consists of dispensary-appointed patients tasked to report to the governor annual recommendations and needs for medical cannabis patients. With the medical program being folded into the new adult use market, this committee will be revamped to better represent the current needs of both caregivers and cultivators moving forward. Vermontawana is hosting the Vermont Cannabis Community's first social gathering at 2021, a plant and seed swap on Saturday, May 29th in Irisburg. It'll be a full day of legal cannabis genetics exchange and networking with enthusiastic cannabis cultivators and community participants. Tickets have been sold out for months. That's the Vermont Report for Weed Talk News. I'm Vermont's cannabis nurse, Jessie Lynn Dolan. In case you haven't noticed, the weather in California continues to be as wacky as the tobacco they grow in Humboldt County. Historic drought conditions will again play a factor in the threat of wildfires in that state. Last year, over 4 million acres were burned, and the conditions in place in that state now are even worse this year than they were last year. In the meantime, all quiet on the federal legalization front in Washington, D.C. That's where we find Vote Pro Podcast Phil Adams with our D.C. report. Hi, this is Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast, here with the Weed Talk News D.C. report. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden of Oregon says the cannabis industry should be represented by U.S. trade officials once marijuana is federally legalized. At an event sponsored by the National Cannabis Roundtable and Leafly, Wyden said that the U.S. should be looking ahead to a time when the cannabis industry is normalized and trade discussions are conducted by trade officials. Wyden also voiced his support for reforming the portion of the tax code known as Section 280E, which prohibits state legal cannabis businesses from claiming the same business tax deductions and credits that are available to other industries. Wyden said, quote, I think 280E needs to go, and I'm determined to get that done. On another front, Wyden is also joining two of his Senate colleagues to bring consumable CBD products 
out from what he calls a, quote, regulatory gray zone. While the Food and Drug Administration continues to slow walk regulations on CBD and other consumable hemp derivatives, Wyden, along with Jeff Merkley, junior senator from Oregon, and Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, have introduced the Hemp Access and Consumer Safety, Safety Act. The legislation would exempt hemp, cannabidiol, and other substances containing hemp-derived ingredients from certain restrictions that have blocked the marketing of legal hemp products. Hemp and its derivatives, including CBD, were made legal under the 2018 Farm Bill. The Drug Enforcement Administration announced last week that it will begin approving applications for cannabis growers to become federally authorized to cultivate the plant for research. Currently, the University of Mississippi is the only legal research source for cannabis. Though the DEA hasn't indicated how many new growers will be authorized, it did mention that officials expect to see more applications approved. Back in 2016, the DEA announced that it would begin accepting new applications and more than 30 companies and universities applied. To date, none of them has received a response from the DEA. That's the news from inside the Beltway for this week. I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast. And finally, with over 70% of the population in New England vaccinated against COVID, the Cannabis Convention is back. NECAN, Mark Shepard's New England Cannabis Convention Company, had its first face-to-face -face show in 14 months in Portland, Maine on Saturday the 15th. It was called Beanstalk, and it's the first of six events on the NECAN calendar in 2021. And after all that time off, no one's more happy to be back in business. As you know, Jimmy, it's been a, a crazy 16 months or so. So, yeah, to be back, to, to see all the old friends in the exhibitor lakes, to see the attendees coming in enthusiastically today, I mean, it's Fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's huge for the consumer and it's huge for the exhibitors being able to uh, communicate face to face and uh, showcase their products and express the emotion and passion behind uh, what they're doing. I'll take it any day. It's a pleasant change. Really nice to be back around real folks. How exciting is it to actually be at a face to face cannabis event again? I forgot what it felt like. Like, it's amazing. And I think we're, we're going to obviously have a lot more of this coming up. So, cheers to that. You know, you can take the girl out of Humboldt County and put her in Maine, but that California culture is really tough to leave behind. That's Weed Talk News for this week. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly and don't forget to log on to our website, ProCannabisMedia.com, and tell us your cannabis story. You could win a great prize and you could even be featured on one of our shows. See you next week. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of Pro Cannabis Media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area. Now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient-first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first. Hi, I'm Ben Shower, New England rep for Salient Video Management Systems. Let me tell you what makes us different in the security space. We're your trusted advisors for all your security needs. I know how complicated the regulations are in cannabis, and working with Salient Systems will be the polar opposite of that. I give free consultations and we'll walk you through every step of the process so that you can get what you need at the price you can afford. 
We're robust, we're simple and scalable. We're Salient Systems, your solutions to all your security needs. Please contact me at the information below and I'm looking forward to being your trusted advisor. Cannabis Media Programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at ProCanna Media, on Instagram at ProCannabis Media, on LinkedIn also at ProCannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on ProCannabis Media, Twitter at ProCanna Media, and on twitch.tv backslash ProCannabis Media. So like, share, and subscribe to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand. We are Pro Cannabis Media.